Hello and welcome to another fine edition of Chopped Greens. I'm your host, Philip Amrine, virtually alongside the one, the only, the illustrious, the sh- shortly bearded Gary Boucher. Gary, how are you today? I am feeling just patchy. Oh, I'm sorry, peachy, but you know what I mean. I am, <laughs> as you can see through FaceTime, very patchy. And yes, um, yes. I, I can't wait for the eight months of growth it's going to take for that to be masked. Yes, absolutely. Now, are you going to cut your hair to match your beard and then let them grow simultaneously, Ooh, um, or is it? Is it? Are you? Because right now your 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 regular hair, the hair on your scalp, I should say, yeah, outdoes your facial hair. But it's because it got a it got an unfair lead. Uh, it, it, <laughs> your face got shaved, yeah. and your scalp did not. It was you didn't become a bald baby. And freshly a beard, a bald bearded left. baby. Yeah, you know this yeah. this this July will mark three years that I've been growing it out with. No, I I've gotten it trimmed once, like a half inch, um, to get those dead ends out of there. So yeah, to, to even it up. And then, yeah. once it reaches the desired length, I will definitely keep it there. Though I'm just letting it go, man. Like Elsa says, right. let it go. I never want to. Yeah, but. Uh, this week, we didn't let it go as far as the episode itself. Here we are. We're going to be talking about a movie. And what movie are we going to be watching and talking about here? The Golden Globe Academy, uh, the Golden Globe Best Picture for uh, in the drama category winner. Not even a nomin- no- nomination, just nomination. The winner, uh, Nomadland. And, of course, also won Best Director for a Motion Picture by... Chloe, and I think that I'm going to mess up the last part, and I apologize in advance. Chloe Zhao? Yeah, I, I listened to an interview with her. She, I, it's almost like a J, like Chloe Zhao. Chloe Zhao. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll go with that. If I'm wrong, I respectfully say that I am ignorant to it. It's not through choice. It's just respectful ignorance. Of course, we got two more nominations, and that's uh, main actress Frances McDormand got nominated for Best Actress, and then uh, Chloe got nominated again for Best Screenplay of a Motion Picture. Uh, so we watched it. It's on Hulu right now. It's definitely an interesting watch. I I knew uh, shortly, a little bit, a little summation of what I thought it was going in. I... I knew even before I went in that it won the Golden Globe for Best Picture. I knew it was going to be nominated, and then once it won, I was like, "Well, I guess I really do need to watch it." Not that I, not that I looked against it, uh, but I, I once you know that you're kind of going to be watching a movie, Gary, and once you see it's it's nominated for awards or it's it's uh, making the the hubbub about it, you, normally I, I once I, I realize that I'm going to have to watch it anyways, I try to go in as blind as I can. Even if I do know it won an award for this or an award for that. I'm actually far more interested in watching a film knowing that it won an award or knowing which award it won or whatever than I am knowing like the full review or, or even the tomato meter, if you will, of yeah. what people thought of it. Uh, I, that's just my personal thought. And then also the trailer. I would rather go in not knowing the trailer but knowing the awards. I don't know why that is. But, but... We watched it, um, and both of us are actually coming to it fairly fresh. You watched it this morning. I just came uh, fresh off of watching it. I, I I took a little stutter step, a little burp, going to the bathroom or something. But but outside of that, <laughs> I am fresh coming from it. Gary, your first uh, thoughts walking away from the film. Mm. I was uh, introspective, and I wanted to write some poetry, man. It's it's um, one of the ones that, that sticks with you for sure. 
And um, I, I think that it's not for everybody, but what it does, it does almost perfectly. You know, not everyone's going to love it. It's not probably as accessible as like Judas or some of the other good movies that we've watched. But if you're willing to be patient and uh, open yourself up to a loose structure and you know, slow pace. Um, I think that you can get a lot out of it, man. So I, I, I walked away feeling, uh, lots of emotions. I've, I've got them all written down here, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I don't know, man, it's, it's kind of a weird, since it's such a stream of consciousness story, it's very hard to find a place to really start. Even if you want to start at the beginning, I, I feel like you're somewhat doing a disservice. I guess let's let's start off with my my personal my most positive note of the entire thing and I'm actually as I look up the nominations and the awards I was quite shocked that the soundtrack did not win any awards wasn't even nominated I thought that that was quite possibly the best note of the entire film I realized maybe I'm maybe I'm just maybe I was in a morning mood maybe I was just enjoying the scenery with some mystical music that truly accentuated every scene that that it really showcased itself in uh, i know that this is probably in vast juxtaposition of the film we watched last week where i care and i care a lot where i had a a bit of a, a dissuasion from the the music i thought it took away for in times while yes it it it, it brought forth some tenor and emotion at at very limited points throughout that film in Nomadland, I thought the soundtrack was absolutely just divine. It, it really was uh, just aerescent. It had almost a wind chime feel, and it very much fit the mood and the tenor of this film and aided it in a lot of scenes towards adding toward adding to the beauty that, that you could find that the main character finds in the world that she loves to explore. And, and that, I think, truly exemplifies what, I, what a good and great soundtrack could be. I was actually kind of shocked that it did not make any appearance in the award nomination rounds. You know, it's, it's funny. Uh, the soundtrack, I, I guess I didn't notice it until it kind of rises in that very last sequence. But it's great that I didn't notice it because... It, it fits it's, naturally. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. It, it fits really perfectly with the other half of that, which is... How stunning is the, you know, forgotten parts of America that the movie shows off. I mean, it's just, I was going to point out the cinematography, but I'm like, I mean, 80% of that is just having a nice lens and shooting at sunrise or sunset with some fantastic, you know, scenery in the background. Um, so, yeah, technically, man, the movie, I think, is, um, it, it hits a lot of really great notes. I mean, it, it has a few... Um, extreme close-ups, I guess, with, with some character moments, but really the most stunning part of the movie is the you know shots that look like paintings. Oh, you yeah. Know? And it's... just watching Frances McDormand exist and <laughs> act, even her, her, her nonverbal acting in this movie is amazing. And just Absolutely. Yeah, seeing her do that in the background is, is just great. Yeah, no, Frances McDormand is is a, another highlight for me. I just, I really, really, really enjoyed the the music for this film. I might even download it. And I, I usually find beauty in in the soundtracks that yeah. I I really would enjoy to fall asleep to. Not that it's not that that's disrespectful. It's more it's so. It's peaceful. It's good for that. I, it's peaceful. Relaxing. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. So I mean that in the most complimentary way possible. But uh, to go back to Frances, she does such an 
such an amazing job to exactly what you said, where just living, you feel like you're actively watching a woman just live her life. It never feels as if it's a movie, really. It just feels like an ab- absolute documentary. Does, of course, that yeah. goes that goes towards the slight shaky cam type of uh, recording that goes towards, of course, the st- absolute stellar acting really across the board. But since we have since we're mostly focused on Francis for the entirety of the film, I, I, I don't think that there's really a scene that doesn't have her in it. Uh, it's really quite, quite good to see just someone so naturalistically live and be of the character that they are. They fully embodied it. And Francis does a tremendous job of this. I don't know if she displays a tremendous amount of range that usually Oscar awards go for. Usually you have to have just an emotionally just heart-wrenching scene. And while she displays all the appropriate tones of emotion, everything that she does is absolutely earned. I would not say that she overacted at all at any point in time. Uh, even though it, it just feels so naturalistic and wholesome, it doesn't necessarily sparkle or shine out. It, it, it just more so because of how perfectly it blends in for the rest of the film. It's 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 a performance that aids the movie, not a film that showcases a performance. If that makes sense. Yeah, and you know it, it it is perfect for what the movie is. Like the movie is almost like in, in the cinema very like documentaries that you had to watch in film school which is like fly on the wall documentaries where there's no story they just kind of follow people right and and reading about the production of this movie most of the nomads were just real people like none of them are actors uh, bob wells is a real person linda may all the supporting characters they are really involved in you know being nomads and they were subjects in a in a non-fiction book that was written about them and they got them to do the movie right so francis is like the definition of method acting because you're just existing with people. That's like, you know, as an actor, what you're supposed to reach like with, with Nirvana, right? But she's surrounded by non-actors. So I actually imagine that her job might be kind of tough being so natural. Um, and it's it's very subtle, but, you know, A, her reactions and her uh, non-verbal mm-hmm. acting is great. And there's a few scenes here and there, like, you know, when she's at her sister's house those are the quote-unquote like emotional powerhouse scenes where it's so subtle um but she's super engaging to watch i mean she was a perfect pick for this she's also really really funny um oh yeah uh, just like her her physicality man like she is so i don't want to say quirky because i hate how that word is so overused but if it were to be accurate with anybody it, it would be her she's just so funky to watch you know and and in a very good way mm-hmm. Uh, whenever we look throughout the entirety of the film, I, I, I'll, it's very, it's very good, and of course, it won Best Director. Chloe uh, Zhao won that. I think that that absolutely is deserved. Uh, while while I, I I think whenever you're looking at something and knowing the history or at least the context behind the the film, knowing that you're working with one actress and the rest are different elements, yes, it might be easier to film, but that doesn't necessarily correlate to the director especially who's working with non-actors and setting everything up to to where it seems as natural and organic as it is when we're looking through the entirety of the film and it's and it just it goes from one space to another and you really never lose interest it it i i expected myself to to be completely frank as as we began our journey here and we see the first uh, drive through and and she's uh well what doesn't necessarily take you 
by the collar and keep you at rapt interest, you certainly get deeper and deeper into the story until finally you, there, you reach a point where you all of a sudden realize, wow, my emotions really blossomed in this film. It, it really, there really was a surprise interest and a surprise affection that, that happens uh, between either characters, between interest people, and that, that mantra of see you down the road really takes hold in this film where you, you say to yourself, man, I, I really do want to see this person down the road of this film again, or wow, I really do am fine with letting this person go because maybe I will see them again, or maybe I won't. It, it really is a beautiful theme for the film that encapsulates a really tough part of the of the of the the country and it's actually that's an interesting discussion in and of itself too Gary is do you find this film to be more of a, a story of of America middle America and the hard work that goes into that especially with with all the work of the coal mines and, and those being shut down and the people that have now have no choice but to live in absence of what they they had built an entire lifestyle around and economy and social uh, circle around or is it more so the 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 essence of of America being having that at its heart of being that exploration explorationary um, and discovery spirit uh, it's really there's there's a couple different ways that you could really have and different takeaways you can take from this film uh, resourcefulness aging as a as a person and what what it means to ultimately come to accept as you as you are going on into that fair good night uh the poetry of course is there consistently throughout what 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 is like the biggest thematic takeaway you find in this film gary it's it's all kind of wrapped up in one because you know on the surface it's a movie like literally about the recession knocking out people's livelihoods and they decided to just say screw the economy we're gonna go do our own thing we're gonna go live in vans right um for me at the end, I, maybe because of, I mean, Bob Wells literally stating the theme of the movie at the end, which is a great scene. Um, I thought it was a movie about grief and finding yourself, with, which used the recession in America as a great metaphor and conduit for that. Though I think that no matter who you are, you'll probably get something a little bit different out of those monologues and those feelings. So it's... Not any one thing, because you said kind of five different things, and I was like, oh, I didn't think about that, but you're totally right. You know, For me personally, man, coming away from it, um, it's, it's so complicated too. You know, It has this world that's inhabited by sadness, regret, hope, peace, community, and isolation. Like It's like a contradiction of itself all at once. And you, know, you wrestle with all these emotions. It's probably the the most uplifting and saddest movie. <laughs> like the, it's got this weird right. combo of, of the two, right? So w when it boils down to, you know, I'll see you down the road, it, to me it was really about like letting go. Um, and n like she said, sh she's remembered too much. You know, she wants to stop remembering and, and just live, right? So that was what it was for me. But yeah, um, I think that um, if you show it to someone who's 18 or someone who's 70, they could both engage with it for different reasons, you know? Yeah, for different reasons yeah. and to different degrees of, of course, of, of all these elements. I, it's funny. I watched this film with my grandma, and I, I, I will be honest. I don't know if I would have caught those 
elements of what it means to be older in this world and being self-sufficient but still having a place in this world and 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 all those those themes that come with age had i not been vividly aware of a person there who might interpret it as such i i think it's i think yeah. it's the idea of finding neverland the movie which whether or not it successfully did it it's it brings up the idea of what do you need in order to having another person surrounding yourself or surrounding uh, an event or a lifestyle or a life, whatever it is, having different sources of or sources of interpretation around you help to expand what you can take away from any one thing. And just as in Finding Neverland, whenever the show came up and it didn't work with adults but as soon as children were injected it brought such a life of its own into the to the finality of the film uh i i truly wonder if bringing in different ages of this film this really is just as it's called no man land i think of just as easily it could have cheapened out and said america because it, it really does incorporate a lot of elements um that make up the essence of America and whenever you're seeing all these people leave from this quote-unquote retreat or or uh, this uh, survival session in Quartzsite Arizona you see Fran just wanting to stay behind and I think again even in that moment you can see that as sort of a, a physical embodiment of she wanted to stay behind and remember what it was and, and kind of just linger in the moment that it was while waving goodbye to everybody and acknowledging and even being explicitly, ex- expressively gleeful at the memories of each person as she's waving by and, and just in utter bliss, more so than she had been in the entirety of the film beforehand. Um, and I and that actually the the idea of bliss is a weird one because the one the one criticism I've I've pretty much seen across the board for this film is <laughs> that that there seems to be a a forced optimism surrounding <laughs> the warehouse of Amazon. Weirdly enough. <laughs> Dude, I, weirdly... I, I was thinking that too. I was like, oh, I, I guess this is Amazon back in like 2011 before we knew how awful their warehouses was. Yeah. Were, but um, yeah, I, I, th- that stuck out to me because I was like, wait a second. Amazon is a human rights violation. Everybody knows this. <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest with you. Not beyond even before we even entered that arena of discussion. I was more surprised that that Amazon would have room for a person of Francis McDormand's age, <laughs> and in such a high speed environment, everybody else made sense. But for me, it was the age of Francis McDormand, and maybe that's another, yet another subtlety, another hint of oh, look at how much of a fish out of water this person can be and is, and how much they find themselves to be out of um, out of the comfort zone that they that they currently exist in. But man, what an what an interesting what an interesting film, uh, Garrett. You have any last notes that you wanna you wanna go over? Yeah. I'm sure you do. Yeah, I've, I've got a few things. I mean, it's slow, but I never once like felt disengaged. Um, yeah, yeah. Not at all, because like, the scenes are crafted so well, and it's just really interesting to watch. And you, I, I I guess that the the supporting characters of the movie, besides obviously Dave, were just real people, and they deliver some really powerful monologues that are so powerful because they're just real stories. You know, like when Swanky describes the nature scenes that she saw in Alaska or when um, Bob Wells at the end, you know, talks about his son and why he loves the nomad life. 
Um, it's just a, a showcase for these people. I mean, in, in a different life, they were <laughs> they were acting, right? And I think that the only thing that took away from it for me, which I don't even know if it took away from it, was the Dave character. He's, he's a pretty significant character, played by a pretty significant yeah. actor in, um, let me get his name, Dave Strathairn. It's actually kind of funny because I, I watched the Bourne movies, like all of them, two weeks ago. And, you know, he, he's one of the main like antagonists in right. the Bourne movies. So he showed up and I was like almost pulled out of the movie because the movie feels so authentic. And then I'm like, oh, that's the FBI agent, uh, Noah Voss from Jason Bourne. <laughs> but I, they kept on consistently hinting at, you know, they might go down a road with him and her. And I was really glad that they didn't because I felt that a lesser movie would have had them – you know, have sex or have more of a will they, won't they? But it was really just like he was in the movie and then he was out of it. And he might have been significant and there might have been potential, but ultimately he just kind of faded away. And that's the whole point. But you know that we'll see him down the line, right? So um, I guess th- that made me pull out of it a little bit. I was like, what are they doing? Like, he's obviously into her, but the way that it was handled ultimately in the film, I thought tied in perfectly with what the movie was all about um so didn't mind it ultimately otherwise um yeah it's it's long but um i I had a great time watching it it's not typically structured you know there's no kind of goal you know she just meanders around and meets people and like learn thing learns things about herself right um it's very different than judas and the black messiah um (laughs) i don't know if i will remember it as much as that movie but it's really really good it made me feel a lot of things um like i said afterwards i thought about you know my life and the people in my life and relationships and being thankful and i did want to buy a van and go drive around america for like <laughs> a year after i saw it so i i didn't have that same inclination just i'm very <laughs> very glampy i i don't yeah. i don't go and camp around and live in oh. a i was more so when they moved to that rv i was there, like okay maybe go. this is it there maybe, but Let the van. Say, though, I was like, uh, no. I mean, have you been to the expo in Quartzsite? Because my, I, I have multiple times. Wow. Um, no. It was really weird to see that because my my grandparents have friends who are full time like like wealthy RV people, but every year they go to that expo in Quartzsite, which is a real place, real thing in Arizona. And so they used to drag me from the time I was like eight to the time I was probably in high school every year to go to the expo that they that coincided with the. Uh, Camping seminars. I was going to say you probably probably saw them. I just intersected. Yeah, you probably intersected with these very same people. I might have met Linda May. We never know. You yeah, you don't know. But you since living in Arizona, that was a weird thing to see the The court site, the quote unquote (laughs) beauty of Arizona, having lived in Arizona. I'll tell you guys what. If you want to see that beauty, that's like three and a half hours away. That's like Grand Canyon level stuff. Like that's super far. Court site's not too far, but I digress. I very much enjoyed it. I had no idea that it existed. Francis was fantastic. And Chloe Zhao, it made me want to go watch more of her movies because from what I could read, they were also almost documentary-like with uh, real people and long kind of weird stories like that. I just want to correct you. Chloe Zhao. Oh, did I not say Chloe? I I think you said Kobe. Oh, Chloe. Chloe Zhao. Yeah. Chloe, Chloe, Chloe. Um, I've discovered two new great... Um, Chinese American filmmakers with Lulu Wang and Chloe Zhao. I'm sure that there's 
so many more out there. So, you know, I'm all about. Well, yeah, she's got an upcoming project as the director of the Marvel Studios Eternals. Oh, yeah, she's I doing mean, the Eternals. <laughs> what a what a pivot. I mean, th- that made me excited because that movie probably have a lot of, you know, human moments as superhero movies try to do. But with her behind the camera, it might be a little bit more. So all in all, great work by everybody in the movie. Also, Linda May, I would love her to be my best friend. What a pal. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad that we could agree on this. And I think uh, it's going to be a hard discussion. Do you want to – because I, I, I think at some point we are going to be having an Oscar podcast, I gotta, think. is that w- Once the nominations come out, we got to make some predictions, and then we'll have to reflect afterwards for sure. Okay, so then I'll, I'll refrain as to whether or not I think it is better, worse, on par – uh, similar with uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, whether or not I would I would award it, or whether or not uh, I think it will win. I tell you, yeah, way. I was gonna say honestly, this is there's probably two answers. This there. is more of probably what the Academy members would like. You know, Judas and the Black Messiah is a little bit uh, out of left field, and the Academy notoriously, um, you know, has been a little bit iffy about like the you know kind of black driven movies up until Moonlight. So you never know because they try to diversify and sure. you know. Sure. Even last year kind of proved yeah. that diversification With was uh, was on yeah. was on yeah was on the mind. All right. So uh, I don't think we've done this uh, in a while, but uh, let's see. Out of uh, one to five chicken noodle soups, how <laughs> many chicken noodle soups does this get? It is not the best movie I've seen this year. That still goes to Judas, but. What it does, it does perfectly in my mind, honestly. So I'm, I'm giving it a five. Um, might not be the wow. movie for everybody, but it is essentially flawless from end to end in painting its specific picture and vibe. So that's why I give it a five. And Francis, just terrific. You know what? I'm going to give it a either depending on whether or not you allow me a half a can, or maybe there was a coupon for for a mini can yeah. that they do. They're doing a special or something. I I would go four and a half for four, depending on on which you would allow me to. Um, only because and and I I just feel like a, a number of a, a number five for me personally. In order to garner a, a five for me, you have to garner a want or a need. You have me rewatch it, if not immediately, at some point in the future. Judas certainly did, thus why I gave it a five. That's true. Nomadland, I it's 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 great. It's tremendous. It really is. Like I I don't know who could watch it and hate it. I I don't know how you could watch Nomadland and find a way to criticize it. Even really, it's 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 really just incredibly solid and and tremendously good, but. I don't know that I ever want to watch it again, need to see it again. That's true. It's great, I mean, but it's all encapsulating within one viewing. I'll, I'll remember it. I'll, I'll have it in my in my memory vault, hopefully. Uh, but I don't I don't necessarily know that I'll ever truly have that desire to, to see it again. And therefore, because of that, uh, that's really all it's missing. But four out of five, or four out of uh, four out of five. Uh, cans of Lipton noodle soup. Chicken, I should say. Chicken noodle soup. Yeah, with the rewatchability, I'll, I'll probably think about it from time to time. Like, some of the movies that have really stuck with me over the last year are The, the Irishman and this. 
Um, neither of which I'll probably rewatch for for quite a while. Um, God, you could not pay me to watch The Irishman again. It, again, another. It was it was fine. Well, that one's even less than Nomadland. I would at least watch Nomadland again. Irishman again? Uh, maybe scenes. Definitely scenes, but not the full. That is a time trek, man. Oh. I quite enjoyed it, but it was a lot. Of course, I had just had a surgery, so I could not move. I had. Oh, so you had nothing but time <laughs> I on your hands. I had nowhere to go. <laughs> that explains yeah. a lot. Uh, all right. For Nomadicus Maximus, Gary Boucher. You better not be nomadic. You better not be going anywhere. I'm Philip Amarine. Thank you so much for listening to this and all of our Chopped Greens podcast. Of course, listen to the accompanying Gimme 5 episode coming up right after this, if not tomorrow, same day. And, of course, we've got a backload of other Oscar and Golden Globe-worthy movies and some that do not fit that bill whatsoever. Either way, continue to listen back and go back in our archives if you haven't listened already. We're on Spotify, Apple Music, pretty much everywhere you can listen to your podcasts, except for Pandora. We don't want you or need you, Pandora. Yeah. Yeah, boo. My sailboat's out here in the desert. Yeah.